The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast and our breakdown of the 2021 NBA offseason free agency and trades, all the trades that took place. Recording this on a Monday night in Southern California, two week, about two weeks away, removed from the all the free agency signings and trades, and here tonight to break down all that with me from Dallas, Texas, Akshay. What up, Akshay? How's it going? Yo, know, Zishan, what's up, bro? It's going pretty well. You know, I mean, uh, this season has been, uh, it's off season, but I, I may say currently it's been crazy. A lot of trades, a lot of stuff moving, a lot of movement within the, um, the board conferences. So I, I think it's going to be a good key season going forward. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, there are a couple of surprises, a couple of uh, things which I uh, try questions. <laughs> Trades and whatnot, so but I, I think it will be a fun season going forward. So, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I mean, it was just, it just, I think it just this was a league. I don't know, this offseason was like a free Yeah, in my words, you know, it's like people were signing everywhere with crazy money going around. So. Yeah, lots of money th- being thrown around to uh, all types of players, and even not even a superstar player. So, it was interesting. So, let's start it off uh, with your Boston Celtics. They, they're the ones who kind of, uh, Back in late June, got all this started with the trade of Kemba Walker uh, to Oklahoma City. They they got back in return um, Al Horford. They also gave up uh, Moses Brown, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, correct. what's your what's your whole thoughts on that trade? And then overall, just Boston in general, their off season. They didn't really have like major signings. They lost Evan Fournier. Yeah, it wasn't major. Well, I mean, I think one thing with that trade, uh, to get Al Wolford back and uh, you get John Richardson, um, and I think uh, it, it picks up Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando, uh, I believe, in that trade. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, um, Kevin Walker was a player, but he was really limited uh, going down the stretch as far as his uh, defensive capability. Um as far as like his injuries per se were, were getting more frequent, uh, but then you had two years, seventy million dollars left on his contract, and I think uh, the Celtics didn't want to want to pay him that kind of money uh, for two years left, and with his age and so and so and injuries. So I think they, uh, I think now Stevens, who's in charge of the Celtics management, um, made that change. Uh, the trade, let's say, for example, Ainge, if Ainge had been there, I don't think Ainge would have made that trade. I think he would have done something different. But now it's Stevens, so uh, he's running the ball game. He made that trade, and he got all, uh, he got over. Uh, he picked up other players. Um, as a Celtics fan, it is sad to see him go, but yeah, at the same time, it's uh, 
this is a league. Yeah, this is a business. The two years, seventy million is not going to contract for a guy who's been injured and uh, and gets injured quite frequently. Um, I don't think was uh, a very smart decision for the Celtics to pay that kind of money. So I think that's uh, I I I I believe it was good for uh, to let him go. I think they got back Al Horford, who's also um, a very good. I think he's still a decent player, but I, I value his uh, his being uh, like a father sort of figure in the league, being how many years he's been in the league, that he can mentor uh, Tatum and he can mentor Brown and he can mentor the young kids that the Celtics have, and which will be beneficial, I think, in the future. Okay, definitely. So what about some of these other signings? Uh, Dennis Schroeder, obviously the most recent one. Uh, one year, $6 million. Obviously, they, they re-upped uh, Marcus Smart today, four years, $77 million. Yeah, seven million, yeah. Uh, they I, got I, Enos Cantor back. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing is um, what the Celtics, I think what Brad Stevens is doing, he's doing it. He's playing this very differently than Ainge would have done. You know, in, in my... Uh, opinion, uh, so to speak. So, I mean, bringing back Al Holford, he's a veteran player. I think that's what, uh, I think Ainge, on the other hand, he was trying to, like, always be the gambler who he is, you know, slice and dice. <laughs> and, he, and he always rolled the dice on his rosters with these young kids and whatnot. And I think I think it was a smart move, personally, to bring an Al Holford back, you know, because he can teach these uh, young kids on the team. I do like uh, the signing of um, Bruno Fernando, who they picked up, and I think he's another, um, he's a young kid, I think he came out last year, but 6'9", almost, uh, like two, 250 pounds, he's a, he's a bruiser in the middle of the, of the court, so I think uh, that was a good pickup. And Chris Dunn's a little older, but uh, he's still a defensive uh, uh, a player and at a high level. Draw Christian, I don't know too much of from him being uh, with the uh, with the Mavericks, but uh, I do like the Dennis Schroeder pickup. I mean, the guy has something to prove in the league. Yes, he turned down the eighty-four million or eighty-eight million contract with the Lakers. I don't know what, uh, I don't know why he turned that down, but at least now this guy he has to uh, prove himself again. Get to show that he's well. So I think signing him for one-year contract uh, is a good idea because what the Celtics' ultimate plan is. Obviously, they don't have the cash to go for uh, a major free agent this year. I think they're, they're putting everything for next year so they can, they can bring in um, a third um, free agent player to go with Brown and Tatum. Uh, the most obvious person I would look at is Bradley Beal with uh, Tatum's relationship with Beal, which has gone on for like uh, pretty much since they were young kids. Uh, I know Beal definitely wants to come to he definitely is interested in the Celtics, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with the deal with Miami and uh, other things that, uh, later on next season. Or if he, changes, if he um, wants to stay with, with the Wizards, with, and they picked up um, Kuzma, they picked up uh, all these other players from the Lakers uh, in that trade. So, uh, so, so we'll see what happens, man. I mean, it, it, it's definitely an early season. I mean, the season has started. They definitely could make trades available. Uh, the, uh, there's another rumor just came out today. I mean, we'll see what happens with it, but uh, the Celtics might not be done trading with the recent um, trade with uh, 
how the group team picked up Rondo, they picked up uh, Beverly, and they picked up uh, uh, the center from the Clippers in exchange for, uh, um, uh, what was that guy? Uh, Eric Bledsoe. Uh, yeah, Eric Bledsoe. So they're saying now that uh, you have guys on uh, Grizzlies like Anderson who could be available. Because maybe the Grizzlies want to go with um, um, a younger roster. Who knows? So there's a possibly a trade uh, could be happening there. Will they get? Well, well, Celtics could possibly look into getting a kid like Cal Anderson, who would fit them really well uh, in the power forward position with his uh, with his uh, intangible play. So I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think it's 100 percent over yet for the Celtics. Okay, yeah. So in 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 regard to the the Bradley Beal, and go back to that. Uh, any possibility that they the Celtics are gonna trade uh, for Bradley Beal? Uh, there is a possibility. Uh, they were talking about it, but I do not see that happening anytime. I think with the with the trade, like uh, how uh, I mentioned, where uh, um, so they picked up um, um, uh, they pretty much. Put, and they pretty much picked up half of the Lakers' losses in that trade for uh, um, in that trade. So I don't think Beal is going to uh, look into a trade right now. I think he has, I think he probably still wants to see what happens with that roster yeah. and maybe play the next season. You know, I mean, um, obviously he has Bird Rice from the Wizards. I mean, uh, a huge contract coming up when it expires next year. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't think he's literally made up his mind yet on what he wants to do, but I think uh, the Celtics are an option because of Jason Tatum being one of his best buddies. Okay, yeah, there's definitely that St. Louis connection. And last question regarding the Celtics. Oh, so with Ime Odoka coming in, what are your kind of expectations or about their prospects uh, for next season in the in the Eastern Conference? Well, I think they, uh, I think they can do. Uh, I think they can. Uh, Easily win almost 50 games next season. Um, I think their roster is is pretty well stacked at this time. I mean, meaning I don't think they can uh, get anybody else unless they uh, do a trade. But uh, I mean, you still have Tatum, you still have Brown, Marcus Smart um, re-upped. Uh, you have uh, the addition of Cantor. It's like a backup center. Uh, you have Schroeder who could be who can come off the bench. Uh, then you have Horford, and you have all these players. Uh, I don't know Josh Richardson that well. Uh, Chris Dunn, I mean, if you imagine Chris Dunn starting next to um, Marcus Smart and in the lineup, this is one of a one hell of a defensive team. If you have Horford in there and all things. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing, but um, I mean, we'll see what happens. Dude. I mean, at this point, I think that's the whole thing was for them to. Uh, sort of just live this season and, and as the way it is because they're salary capped. Uh, it's going to make too many moves. But uh, I think everything is more focused towards next year's uh, rates before then. Okay, what can we realistically expect in the East? Like, where, where do you see them at? Fifth, sixth, fourth? What do you think? I think I think they can, uh, they can easily be the fourth, maybe 13th. It all depends, but I think... Uh, on injuries and so on, but I'm looking at fourth, possibly third. But then, um, I mean, one guy I, I forgot to mention, if you have, actually two guys who I forgot to mention, two second-year players from last year that Ainge had drafted, and uh, Eric Neesmith 
and you have Peter Pritchard, who I'm playing really well now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pritchard just picked up, just hit, had a, a 92-point game in, in the pro <laughs> I don't know what, what kind of talent was there, but the 92 points in a game is not have good. Yeah, I mean those are two, those are two young guys. I mean, we'll see how 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 they develop and uh, like kind I mean, of playing the playing well, time they get probably. with with some of their new additions. And I mean, I Dunn, I don't think you can start. I, I think his offense is just too lacking for him to be. No, like, no, exactly, exactly. That's the thing. I, I don't think I don't think he honestly. I think if this trade, if they're looking into a trade with Memphis, I don't know if they're going to uh, keep Dunn. Uh, I think he, he would possibly get the trade. So we'll see what happens. You know, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I think the, the way the roster is built now is not bad. I mean, it could be better, but we'll have to wait and see what happens uh, during the season. Uh, because this is, I don't think this is the Celtics year. Even if it was, I don't think the Celtics will get past the next um, in the Eastern Conference. So I, I I think this is another good building block under a new coach, under a new general manager, and I think um, I think next year is a deal when they're looking at this they'll have the cap space to get one more um, elite free agent uh, player, so which could possibly be Bradley. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so as far as the Celtics, yeah, I, I see them, like, probably somewhere in, like, the fourth, fifth range. And then, speaking about the Nets, so they didn't do really do much. Uh, obviously, they're going into next season, them, they're uh, plus 250, or plus 200, I believe, as the title favorites. So, uh, do you think uh, they'll be completely healthy next year with Kyrie, James Harden, Durant? And then, obviously, their biggest signing was... Uh, Patrick, Patty Mills, and then like re-signing Blake Griffin and some other guys. So no, exactly, and I think uh, going on that thought, I do believe they will be healthy um, because it, I always go back to this scenario. Right? When I always go back in the modern um, era, going about how many years? About ten years or so. Uh, uh, the Big Three era. Okay, uh, the only team that has won it in the Big Three in the first year has been the Celtics. Uh, when they won in, in uh, um, 2007 to 2008. Uh, other than that, no other big three team in the first year has won the title. Uh, maybe in the second year they have. What do you count? Do you count Golden State or no? Well, Golden State. Well, the big three was uh, the first year they had Durant. Oh, I mean, no, the Dustin too. That's sick. We have Durant and all these guys. They're just they're players looking for a ring. You know, I mean, uh, it, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't put that in the same boat. But it is the same. I mean, it, it, as you mentioned it, it does make sense. He's part of the team. But what did they win their title? I mean, the, the first year they got him, they won a title. So. Well, what year was that? 2016-2017. 2016-2017? So. Okay. I guess maybe they're the only exception. <laughs> maybe I, I got that wrong. But I think in the big three, it's like the Celtics and maybe them um, who won that uh, won the the title. But I think it. I think the next this year, I think they're they're definitely the favorites in my opinion because they're coming back and 
and the key thing is being healthy. But I do like uh, the Patty Mills uh, signing. I think that was a great signing from him. Um, him being a, a capable backup point guard, and he can, not only capable, he can get you a good uh, 15 to about 16 points. I, I see 15 to about 20 points a game, even, even being a backup. No, nah, I, don't, I don't see him being a 15-point guy with this team. But I don't. I mean, it depends how many minutes he gets because you. I mean, we have all these guys. The floors will be wide open for him. Yeah, so I, I, mean, I don't. I, I don't see him playing more than twenty minutes a game. Kind of just with this team. We'll see. I mean, yeah, you, you could be right, but I'm thinking what they might do is they might like as the as other teams have done, and the Lakers did last year, and other teams have done it. Like they sort of rest their starters during the season. So he could be possibly, in that scenario, let's say, they are resting the starters and he takes um, a starting role. In that matter, he could possibly do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I can, But obviously, their starting lineup obviously goes with the big three and then probably Bruce Brown and then Blake Griffin for now. I mean, I don't know. And then off the bench, you got guys like, James Johnson, DeAndre, Luau, Patty Mills, Bembry, their other, other signings. So we'll see what there. But yeah, I agree. They're definitely got to be the favorite, barring any sort of major injury like they suffered last season with Harden and Kyrie in the semifinals. And even then, they were so close to beating Milwaukee in the conference semifinals. So. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on then to those Milwaukee Bucks, the defending uh, champions, the 2021 NBA champions. So not much movement for them either either as well. Obviously, they're bringing back pretty much the same team with their big three, Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, Giannis, of course, and then some other kind of small signings. They they got your buddy uh, Semi Ojale. Uh, they brought yeah. back, uh, I believe, George Hill. Uh, another signing for them, Justin Jackson. So, what do we see for them? I mean, got to be uh, the uh, like a top two seed again in the East. What do you think, right? No, I, I do believe that they can be a top two seed in, in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they could possibly even repeat to the finals um, with their roster. I, I do like the pickup. I mean, uh, um, I, I do like. Uh, uh, who the guy you mentioned from the Celtics that they picked up? I, I, yeah, I get his name again. Ojale. Yeah, Ojale. I, I definitely like Ojale. I think he's a great player, especially in defense, uh, which I think a lot of uh, a lot of, of the NBA in general does not give him a lot of respect for that. I mean, one thing I did like, yes, his offensive skills are not as uh, as good as his defense, in my opinion, but I think he, he's a defensive-minded uh, player. And I, I, I think that would... It'll definitely help the box. Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, but they're yeah they're they're going to be pretty similar, and then they have the added bonus of getting that monkey off their back, especially Giannis, right? So a lot of people yeah, exactly. were were questioning him and stuff, and then he just put up one of the five best finals performances in the last twenty one years, in my opinion. Exactly. So exactly. and he he got that monkey off his back. Obviously, the the free throws are still an issue for him. They will be regardless of that last game he's made one seventeen and nineteen. 
But yeah, he'll be more loose, more free, I think. And then uh, we'll see. I mean, they they should be right up there again with Brooklyn uh, in you know in a heatly contested playoff battle. It would be nice to see them this time in the conference finals. Both teams fully healthy, but we'll see how the season plays out. Obviously, barring injuries and such, but it should be fun to watch them and f fun to watch Giannis uh, kind of as a a legitimate uh, uh, bona fide guy now uh, after winning the title and kind of uh, less noise from the outside and the critics so should be fun but no, as far yeah. as Milwaukee goes I, I mean obviously they're defending champions but as far as like free agency trades nothing else to really discuss with them and we'll, we'll see uh, as, as the season uh, comes to start but let's move on now to another team the number one seed from last season in, in the East and uh, lost in a seven-game shocker to Atlanta in the conference semifinals, the Philadelphia 76ers. So they still haven't uh, uh, found a trade partner for Ben Simmons. So what do you see happening uh, on that end, Akshay, with, with Ben Simmons? Well, Simmons is going to be tough. I mean, there's so many rumors where he's linked to, to the Warriors, he's linked to other teams in the Western Conference, but it's like, uh, I mean, what can you really speak get, get for Simmons? I mean, he's not like, uh, I mean, yes, he hit a point forward at 6'9", but dude, um, his, uh, his offensive capabilities are very limited. He is good on defense, but um, I mean, it's, uh, do you want him in the fourth quarter of the game where, where people can, um, can foul him and uh, uh, can he make both free throws? I mean, yeah. there's, uh, there's there's so many different things there, right? So uh, I mean, I, I I think he will eventually get traded, but I don't think Philadelphia is going to get uh, as much as they are looking for back. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, all those uh, the, those were like the, the concerns that were that came to life against Atlanta. I mean, he his offensive uh, confidence just went off off the wall. I mean, we all, always knew that he was never really a good shooter, but you kind of see some of those plays. He was kind of scared to even score, like or take layups in floaters and stuff in the paint. So that was when I mean his his kind of like mental like capabilities. He wasn't really there in that aspect, and his mental like his confidence seemed to be going away. And that that was kind of like the major concern. So I feel like he kind of just yeah both. Both sides of that, both parties kind of need a change, and he needs to be dealt. I mean, he needs to be in a new city, kind of new, uh, new no, change exactly. of scenery, kind of new, uh, new coach, new new teammates, and then Philly needs to kind of bring like a new kind of legitimate player, and then you're Philly as well. I mean, and Beat is obviously young, but considering his injury. His, uh, him being so injury prone, the window is not really open as long as you would think, just because he's no, a big I, guy. No, it, it's not. It's not. Yeah, so I, I think you have to, you, you can't really, you have to trade him for players like uh, a Damian Lillard uh, or a Brandon Ingram or something, someone who's going to help you immediately. That's really the right. only way that, that it's going to work, in my opinion. And I would see, yeah, Portland. I mean, like, uh, would like a, a team like Portland give up uh, Damian Lillard for uh, Simmons? 
I mean, I don't think they're gonna do it like just like right now. But I mean, if Damien, if they they feel like Lillard is kind of getting frustrated with with their process, right? I mean, they've been eliminated as well for the last five years, I believe, in the in the first round. Mm-hmm. So if he kind of uh, they kind of get some whispers there that he's not unhappy and he wants to be dealt. They feel like they can, they just want to get some value for him. I think they, they'll make that trade, right? Because I think obviously Simmons will limit their offense for sure. But that, and in that scenario, McCollum becomes the legitimate uh, high usage guy on offense with it, with his offensive capabilities. And then you have Simmons as kind of the, the point guard, the defensive anchor, and then I—that I, was the, that's the only way I see Portland. But I, they're not going to voluntarily kind of just break up the Lillard thing. I mean, unless like they feel they have some murmurs and whispers that he's unhappy and he wants to be dealt anyway, so they want to maximize the value they're getting for him. But I see, I see the Warriors and possibly. The the New Orleans New Orleans I think would be the best kind of like guy where you would get like an immediate like impact player who's kind of like a budding like superstar type level and Brandon Ingram, and there's you see there the chemistry between Ingram and Zion is not apparently as good as they would want and it's it seems like that that's gonna be like that's gonna kind of like part ways at some point so I could see him. Obviously, he went to school uh, in Louisiana, LSU, Ben Simmons. I could see him getting traded there in a package for Brandon Ingram and maybe some other other player or some picks to match the salary. Mm-hmm. And you pair him with Zion. Obviously, Zion uh, is kind of the offensive power guy. Neither one of those guys is a legitimate shooter. Obviously, Zion is much better than Simmons, but that's not saying much. But I, I think Zion is the legitimate offensive threat. And then you have, same thing, kind of Simmons anchoring the defense, playing point guard. Uh, you surround you surround Simmons and Zion with other shooters. And then that's kind of like the how you would kind of maximize it. Because they already lost Lonzo Ball as well. So. No, no. Agreed. So I see. I would see. I would say New Orleans is the best to get like a superstar. I could also see, uh, possibly. I mean, Sacramento. You try to get De'Aaron Fox, but I don't. I don't think Sacramento would even do that. De'Aaron Fox, or I mean, the Warriors. I mean, that would be a great place. I think for for Ben Simmons, he would kind of be like Draymond Green on steroids. <laughs> Just kind of, he's much more athletic. He's Probably, yeah, obviously, in his, more in his prime. Obviously, Draymond has better offensive capabilities with his shot and stuff. But, I mean, that would kind of be like a package, like Wiggins, some of those picks, maybe some future picks, something like that. Because, or maybe, I mean, you include Draymond. I mean, just, but I don't really see them including Draymond. So, it, it would be something. I don't think, I don't think they will. <laughs> it would be something centered around Wiggins or Wiseman. And then, so, like, their picks, Kaminga, and then maybe some future picks. It would have to be something along those lines. And I, I think Wiggins would have to be in there just because his salary is kind of kind of matches up. But we'll see. But, I mean, I if I were Philly at this point, I, I would trade it. I would trade him to New Orleans. But I think that's 
kind of the best value you can get right now in, in Brandon Ingram. No, I agree. I mean, there are, there are interesting possibilities with that trade. But I just don't know if, uh, if um, let's say, if New Orleans would be interested in him. You know, I mean, that I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it, it's a very real possibility that they want him maybe because of his name. Um, he can sell tickets. <laughs> I mean, uh uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is like the ultimate like buy low for them, uh, and then it's yeah. also kind of the situation with Ingram and Zion. I I think they need to get out ahead on that, and kind of uh, like not let it fester and just get out ahead and and also like another thing they need to build a kind of a contender around Zion because he might not he might get unhappy and and leave pretty quickly as well. So. No, no, agreed, agreed. I mean, but I just don't know. I mean, uh, Brandon Ingram and uh, uh, Brandon Ingram, who can be, who's very well possibly uh, becoming a uh, uh, star player. I mean, he's on that route. Uh, for for um, for Simmons, who doesn't seem to be uh, going the right direction. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, think yeah, I mean. You're, you're, if you're New Orleans, you're definitely probably giving up the better player. But I just think you're, you're, the chemistry with uh, Ingram and Zion yeah, is, is not as good already. So you kind of just maybe kind of shake things up. I mean, you get you get a new player. I mean, both players in this scenario kind of get like a new, like a fresh start. So makes makes sense. Yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, like. The, so we'll I mean, we'll see what happens. But I mean, I I totally understand where you're coming from. You know, I mean, for as far as New Orleans, you know, here, here's a chance they can do something to uh, to keep Zion happy. You know, but uh, at the same time, they like that. I think if they were to trade him, I think uh, uh, Philly will, will definitely have to send uh, picks along with it. The first round picks to get that. Uh, to get uh, New Orleans even interested in them. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, maybe they they would have to send a pick or two to kind of yeah to get that to get that trade to get Brandon Ingram back. I mean, that's that's very possible. Oh, exactly, exactly. But I, I think New Orleans would have to send additional players just to make the salaries match as well because Simmons just signed yeah. that big extension. So. Correct. I mean, right now they just let go of three of the players, so I mean, a trade for Eric so. I'm not sure who they have left uh, on the roster. Uh, they that are trickle. Uh, that they want to give um, that they would like it first, right? Yeah, I mean it would have to be some of their kind of like lower level players. I mean, obviously. So, but I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's not going to be anyone, obviously, like, I, like that has like a huge salary. I mean, Brandon Ingram kind of all almost matches up that you need to kind of make up around like eight nine million. So it would kind of yeah, just be kind of like lo lower level guys, maybe Garrett Temple, something like that, just to kind of make the math work and stuff. So. Exactly, exactly. That all makes sense. Okay, so uh, we'll move on then to the Knicks. They made some rumblings as well. Uh, I mean, they signed your buddy Evan Fournier. Uh, they they brought in Kemba Walker as well after he got bought out by Oklahoma City. They re-signed Derrick Rose. So 
does it does this this doesn't really make them a legitimate contender but it keeps them around that five to seven range in the east again just like they were agreed, last season agreed i mean i mean they so what, what do you see for the Knicks uh, coming up? I mean, do you see kind of some more buzz and maybe maybe a first-round playoff win? I, think, uh, I don't think he was worth that kind of money, um, to be honest. I mean, yeah, he was a good player. He did show up um, a few times uh, with the Celtics. And he did play really well, but I don't think 84 years, 80 million, 20 million a year was worth it at, that, at this time for the Celtics. I think yeah, they had I mean, the players, uh, Evan Fournier, yeah, I mean, trade, so, he was already getting, like, somewhere around. Up, uh, so we're talking about Fournier, a uh, four-year deal. You thought it was too much, Akshay? Oh, um, $80 million, right? Or, uh, yeah, 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 I think they offered him about, uh, yeah, I, I think they offered, I don't look, I don't know how much they offered him, the Celtics, but, uh, but he went with, uh, uh, he went with the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks, um, I mean, they did sign Kemba Walker, but, uh, you know, uh, but the thing is, I mean, can you trust Kemba Walker in a full season? Uh, I mean, I think, you know I, mean? I don't know, I don't know that they necessarily have to trust him as much just because they have some other guards there with, Barrett and Derrick Rose and Emmanuel quickly. So we'll see. I think no, it was kind of just like a, a low risk, kind of possibly high reward for them. They kind of just mm-hmm. took a chance. So, I mean, and I don't think they they paid him uh, entirely too much after the buyout. So mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's kind of a low risk move. And then, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens. So if, if it doesn't work out, they're obviously going to get off him at the end of the season. So... Exactly, exactly. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. They, could, they need to get off the end of the season. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, the Knicks uh, kind of keeping themselves relevant, getting these few guys, Fournier, Kemba Walker. But we'll, we'll see what ultimately happens, I mean, with Thibodeau in the second year. See if they can get their first playoff series win since uh, 2013, I believe. So. Exactly. All right, let's move on to the Atlanta Hawks. So, Who do they pick up? I know. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, they didn't do much. I mean, their their biggest uh, off-season kind of transaction was re-signing John Collins, the restricted free agent for them. Uh, they did lose Chris Dunn, obviously, but uh, they drafted Jalen Johnson from Duke. Uh, so they pretty much have their... Their team intact again. They re-signed Lou Williams. Uh, I think they got DeLon Wright as well. So just nothing major. And their kind of big thing was just kind of keeping their their young core intact. Uh, obviously, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Capella, Bogdan Bogdanovich. So they have all that there. They have all kind of the, the makings there. And they surprised a lot of people, even including me. Uh... uh Last year, when they beat Philly in the conference semis and went all the way to the conference finals and took Milwaukee to six games, so yeah, yeah, I mean that was an interesting series. Definitely interesting series against Milwaukee. Yeah, it was an interesting series because after kind of the 
Trey Young got hurt in that series. Giannis hyperextended his knee, so it kind of became a little interesting. And but ultimately the Bucks figured it out and were able to finally eliminate Atlanta from the playoffs. Something yep. that yeah. very cool. But yeah, I mean that's yeah nothing else really to say about the Atlanta other than yeah good. I think that was a good move, uh, bringing back John Collins and keeping that young core intact with. Nate McMillan uh, moving forward as the the, the long-term head coach for them. I mean, he was the interim, obviously, after they filed, fired uh, Lloyd Pierce early on in the season. And then uh, it's good to see him get a chance after he was uh, abruptly fired as well from Indiana. So, And kind of uh, another kind of like young team that he has. And it should be fun to watch them again next season. They'll be, yeah, in the similar range as the next four, between four and seven. I think they'll be better than the next. So it should be fun to watch them. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so the last team that we'll look at in the East, and they made uh, probably kind of like the biggest jump, uh, kind of like relative to what their team was last season, is the Chicago Bulls. They obviously made a lot, two big moves, uh, getting uh, Lonzo Ball, signing Lonzo Ball. And then getting a sign and trade for DeMar DeRozan while still keeping somehow Laurie Markkinen. So they have a starting lineup of Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Nikola Vukovic, and probably Patrick Williams now with power forward. So they're kind of like young guys kind of like mixed with kind of like veteran guys with DeRozan but I mean outside of DeRozan everyone else on that team is under 30 pretty much other than outside well, I mean, of, outside of DeRozan and, had, uh, and Vukovic so yeah they also picked up Alex Caruso uh, yeah Alex Caruso as well I don't know how old he is so he's 27. So he's he's another yeah, okay. a, a guy that we saw in the Maybe Lakers okay, okay. Uh, emerge as a guy I think it's. Uh, I, I think they're not done either. You know, Chicago Bulls with uh, Logan Mackerson. I think he's a possible trade candidate. Yeah, Markinen. Uh, there's some. There's some rumors about him being possibly dealt to Dallas for an assigning trade for uh, Maxi Kleber. So we'll see what happens there. Because yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think he's gonna. He's gonna kind of hit. Uh, he's kind of like still that restricted free agent. So uh, we're gonna kind of see what happens with him, and. I don't think they kind of want to pay him long term, just considering that they have Levine now, Vukovic and Lonzo Ball, and then DeRozan as well. With that, with that uh, sign and trade extension that they signed him to, I think somewhere, I think it was like three year, eighty five million, something like that. So, yeah. but they'll definitely, they're definitely going to be a playoff team, in my opinion, and they no, have. I agree. They're going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to be very fun to watch. Yeah, and then. Should be yeah, yeah, should fun be fun to, to see like the, some of those other young guys as well in there. Uh, they drafted Dosunmu uh, oh, yeah. from yeah. Illinois, from, and then uh, obviously Patrick Williams and Denzel Valentine. So, but yeah, their their starting five is, is going to be rock solid in my opinion, and the good veteran presence of DeRozan. He's reuniting with Nikola Vukovic. They were teammates at USC. Oh, so, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then uh, then you have uh, two UCLA guys as well. And they're starting lineup with Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine. So it should be 
fun team to watch. And then Lonzo, I think, is going to be a very good signing for them. He, we saw his improvement with the, the three-point shot. He's a good defender. And then the, the most important thing that makes him fit well with all those three guys, the scorers, uh, DeRozan, Levine, and Vukovic, is that he doesn't need the ball to make an impact offensively and defensively. So. No, that's true. That is true. So I think he's going to be really good and a good uh, vital part for them. Uh, and I think with Billy Donovan, he has experience with young teams, obviously with Oklahoma City. So he'll be able to get them somewhere kind of in the same range as Atlanta and the Knicks, four to seven, somewhere. We'll see how that shakes out. But they, they made the most noise in the East, kind of in forming their roster and changing it. And uh, I think it it's going to pay dividends for them. But I guess as far as like any other, other teams, I didn't really see much kind of like in the East. So I'm not really going to discuss any at this point. Obviously okay. some, some, some other All signings right. you saw like uh, Jared Allen go back to Cleveland on that like five year, hundred million dollar deal. And then, I mean, the wizards, they made that trade. Obviously they, like you mentioned, uh, they got Kuzma, Montrez, Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, so, I mean, but nothing kind of like major. But, yeah, I mean, another team I mean, may be interesting. I mean, they we didn't really see, like, their full capabilities last year because LaMelo La Ball, excuse me, got injured during the season as the Charlotte Hornets. So yeah, I, I agree. They're, they're another, like, fun young team as well. I mean, young core of LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges. So it should be fun to watch them, but... We'll move on to the Western Conference, and obviously the team in the Western Conference that made the biggest shakeup to their team was the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously, in that trade for Russell Westbrook. And we've seen all the the memes and all the jokes out there about the their age. Pretty much all the, all the guys over 30, 35. Uh, well, they, I mean, you have to say they're sort of called the... Are they the Lakers or are they the Los Angeles Patriotics? <laughs> you said that's one of the jokes. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of jokes going around, but uh, they obviously signed uh, Carmelo as well. Uh, obviously, finally, we f- see Carmelo and LeBron on the same team. Uh, and they are no, the, I agree, I agree. They're the only two guys remaining from the 2003 uh, NBA draft. Uh, and then a, a slew of other moves to change their roster. They signed Trevor Ariza. They signed Kate, Kent Bazemore, excuse me, Malik Monk. That was a good kind of in, infusion of youth. I, I, that's a signing I like. He's still only 22. They signed Wayne Ellington. They re-signed uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. Marcus Gasol is back. They got Dwight Howard back. Kendrick Nunn. So a lot of changes to, to this team obviously the the two main guys still remaining lebron and anthony davis so what do you see for for them uh coming up this season i mean they've got to be kind of the favorites kind of considering the inju- injury situation in the west right would would you agree or not i mean right now in the west i would consider them the favorites but that's only on paper uh to be honest because like i say because you have to understand, I mean, by the way, I see it is this way. I mean, they made some good off-season moves. I mean, they added depth to their uh, to their roster. That's for sure. But the key is, can they all be healthy? Which is a which is a big big thing. Yeah, I mean, it's huge because you you're coming off where season where LeBron, uh, 
got injured. Were uh, um, um, what, what, who's the other? Uh, Anthony center? Davis. Huh? I'm sorry. Anthony Davis. Yeah, Anthony Davis got injured, and then now what? Uh, LeBron is now uh, 36 now. I don't know what his birthday is, but going to playoffs next year, he could be possibly 37 years old. He'll be 37 uh, Carmelo, in, in, at the end of the year. So. Yeah, Carmelo is 37 right now. Yeah. Going to next year and go to playoffs, he could be 38. And you're talking about um, Ariza's 36 right now. Next year is 37. Then you're talking about like uh, the W's there, 36 now. He could be 37 next year. And then you have uh, Dwight Howard, who's 35 now, 36 next year. Yeah, a, a lot, a lot of guys over thirty. So I think only, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think you have Westbrook who's coming off another injury, who's thirty-two now. I mean, which is respectful, but next year he'll be thirty-three. And he, I mean, the, uh, the question in my mind is, was he the right point guard for their offense? I mean, there are other point guards who they could have made trade for. You know, what I mean, but is he the right guy? Because he's also slowing down his game. His shooting is. He, has gone down tremendously from where he was a couple years ago. Yeah, his shooting, his shooting is a his shooting has never really been good. So uh, yeah, his so defense has never been good. I mean, uh, my main concern here is health. When it comes down to it, yes, they, they did pick up some young guys, but my main concern is health because you have to. I mean, this is a long season. You know, I mean, you got. I mean. If I were them, I wouldn't care to be the number one seed. I wouldn't care to be the number two seed. I, I, I would rest our players as much as they can. Like LeBron, I'd rest LeBron. I, I rest uh, Anthony Davis. I rest Carmelo. Carmelo and then uh, as much as I can, right? Yeah, Carmelo's not going to have, I, I don't think, as big of a role as people think. I mean, but I think obviously Davis and LeBron have to kind of load manage. And then I think. That's kind of where Westbrook is a plus, I think, because he he's he he's very pretty durable for the most part, and he he comes out and he pl he plays hard every game. He plays hard every game. One thing is is that a good thing? Because he he doesn't need injuries, bro. That's the thing. Yeah, I think I think that I think that is a good thing in the sense that it will it will lower LeBron's workload during the regular season and kind of save some. Uh, stock up some energy for the playoffs. No, no, I mean that is possible. I totally agree with you. That is possible. But what I'm, what I'm more concerned about is um, when it comes down to uh, your health and uh, all the time is already leaping over a lot of the players. It's there all the time, and it, it, it it's there last year. Uh, this year, it could be possibly worse. Yeah, I think the the main yeah, concern is is Anthony Davis, of course, and they knew that when they when they traded for him. Uh, obviously, it didn't it didn't uh, it didn't come to fruition. It didn't hurt them during their their title run in twenty twenty. But last year, obviously, you saw Anthony Davis get injured, and then they lost three straight games and were eliminated by the Phoenix Suns. So he's kind of the the main anchor defensively for them. I think he's the key guy. I think he needs to remain healthy. He's the he makes their defense go. Obviously, LeBron, I think, is still their best player, and I think he obviously needs obviously, like you said, getting up there in age at thirty-seven. He needs to kind of just load manage, and I think from that aspect, Westbrook will help because he'll let he'll let kind of take a little bit of load off him during the regular season. But the question with Westbrook is, he makes a lot of dumb decisions when it comes playoff time, 
both offensively with his shot selection and defensively as well. So Understandable. And he's a guy that needs the ball in his hand. He's a, he needs to have the ball in his hand to make uh, to make chops. He's not like an off-guard kind of type of player. I mean, well, RGT, that's, that's another thing when it comes to chemistry. Can they all work together? Yeah, that's that's a big concern, and uh, we we had those questions with Westbrook uh, the last couple seasons, for one with Harden a few seasons ago, and then in Houston, and then last year with Bradley Beal, uh, it didn't really work out too well. He wasn't able to kind of be that off-ball guy. Uh, he needs to be that guy here. I mean, he's never done it in his career, uh, so like I agree there. I mean, I, mean, I think it's uh, I think uh, I mean the Lakers lost him potentially has a great chance to win the title. Potentially, it does have a great chance for the title, but there's so many ifs during the season that are in the way. I mean, the main thing is being healthy. The main thing is like uh, players knowing their roles, like uh, when they need to pass the ball, when they need to not shoot the ball, and then play uh, the team. Yeah, yeah I mean, can do that in regular season wise, they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be one of the top three teams for sure, and then. I would be more worried if, if just considering some of the other teams, if they were fully healthy. But because of that, I'm not as worried. And because I don't really see any other team right now that's kind of just like as currently constructed is that is legitimately like a favorite over them. Maybe only the only team that I can see just depending how things shake out for them and how, how they kind of get everything back together is Golden State. Obviously, the Clippers and Nuggets would, but they're not going to be fully healthy with Murray and Kawhi being out for so long. So no, no, I agree with that. I mean, uh, the Clippers, I think they made uh, some good moves as well. But I mean, uh, but, uh, but the thing is, being healthy. I mean, when is uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard going to come back? I mean, he, he just re-upped uh, on a four-year contract. So I mean, I mean, but when is he coming back next year with his health? And I mean, that's another issue. I think the Lakers, when it comes down to it, is can they be healthy? Can they learn to play the team? Because we saw that same thing. We saw it so many years ago with the Lakers when they try to put these uh, and they, they try to bring all these players in, and and and, and then uh, it's very hard in my mind. It, the way I see it, it's very hard in one year to win the title. Very few teams have done that in the first year. Yeah. It takes time to mesh with the players. That's true. That's what that's my main concern. And then another thing is injury response. Is all the Lakers players they brought in have them? Is that they've been injured? And, and and they're getting older. I mean, they're it's not like they're they're in, in their mid twenties. You know what I mean? These guys are in their uh, early thirties to mid thirties. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, that's obviously when you have a team that's that old. Uh, you, injuries and health is a. A main concern, but I, the only reason I, I kind of say the Lakers are the favorite just because there's no other clear-cut favorite that I would really pick right now. Obviously, I mean the, the, only, the only team I would think, uh, like uh, I can mention, team was favorite. I would go with the Nets. I mean, I like what they. No, did. the Nets for sure uh, in the in the East overall and overall, but in the no, West, there's West, no West, there's no West, other West. there's no other team that you would legitimately pick right now over the Lakers considering the current situation. But yeah, in the West Coast, I would say Lakers are, are are up there right now. And depending on what Golden State does with their moves, because if the space is still open, whether they go for Ben Simmons or they do other things, that's up in the air. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but 
as of right now, yeah, I, I think the Lakers have uh, the best constructed team. But I, I, I'm just worried about the other part when it comes to injuries, when it comes to so, so many other things with their age. Because this is, this is, uh, this is not, um, I mean, like I said, it's just not a shortened season. It's going to be another a regular season where you have to play games, um, um, back-to-back games, and it's a longer season, long season. If they can sustain their uh, not getting injured, if they can play the team, they have a great shot at winning the title. Yeah, I mean, I, that's where I think Russell Westbrook helps on, on that end because he's, he's going to take the load off Davis and LeBron during the regular season. And they're going to stay relatively no, I, more healthy. He, you no, know, he, he, he definitely can help. Uh, but no doubt he definitely help. But then Westbrook has to change himself. He cannot be... Um, he has to learn to pass the ball. He cannot be... He knows to be an off-ball guard. So there's a... I mean, there's a lot of things that he needs to do. Yeah, he, he uh, definitely needs to do that for the playoffs. And then uh, they, they need to as well... Uh, Kind of just yeah, limit LeBron and Anthony Davis during the regular season, keep them as fresh as possible. We'll, we'll, well see. I mean, I mean, that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. Keep them fresh as possible, and then um, I think what they, they need to do is they need to put them on a, a minute restriction. Yeah, they, I mean that, that's kind of easier said than done. I mean, I don't. We'll see no, how I that agree. goes. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I think for them to be healthy going into playoffs, that's a, something like that has to be done. I know they want their minutes. I know LeBron wants to be out on the uh, on the uh, uh, on the court as much as he can. But sometimes he, I think, he needs to take a, a step back and keep himself ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. That's the ultimate question. And then, yeah, another thing, they're not that great of a, a, a three-point shooting team. So we'll see how those two things go. But let, let's discuss. Yeah, no, I I, let's discuss some other I mean, uh, Western Conference teams. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the defending Western Conference champions, the Phoenix Suns, obviously the big move they made was re-signing Chris Paul to a four-year, $120 million deal. And Yeah. <laughs> $40 million a year, I guess. Yeah, they, they brought in also some other, like, uh, they re-signed Cameron Payne, they brought in Landry Shamit, uh, they signed JaVale McGee, uh, Langston Galloway. But, yeah, I mean... On the previous podcast, uh, my kind of the conundrum for the Phoenix was: Do you re-sign Chris Paul, who brought you to your first finals in 28 years and first playoff appearance in the last 11 years, or do you kind of uh, go towards the young guys that you're going to have to eventually pay in Mikal Bridges and DeAndre Ayton? So they went with Chris Paul. So I think that definitely means now that just cap-wise, they don't have enough room for both Ayton and Bridges. So one of them is gone, and I would say Bridges is probably going to be the guy that's gone between those two. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a strong possibility. I mean, I like Bridges' game. I like how he played last year. I mean, we'll have to see what happens, what what can be done. I mean, unless they plan on doing some other moves, I mean, uh, we definitely have to see what happens. I mean, the Phoenix Suns, I think they made a, a great run last year uh, with Chris Paul, but I think it's going to be tough for them to repeat the same thing this year. Yeah, so a, a lot of people have kind of just uh, criticized the Suns as kind of just because of all the injuries, obviously Anthony Davis in the first round, and then uh, no Jamal Murray with the Nuggets in the second round, and then they caught the Clippers with no Kawhi Leonard, and they beat them in six games, and then they had 
Giannis almost. They had him with the hyperextended knee, but they weren't able to kind of pull through that, and they lost in six. So do you, do you see kind of a similar run for them? Do you see them even getting back to the conference finals in the Western Conference? What do you think? I mean, they have a chance. I mean, they're the best Western Conference finals, so you can never doubt it, you know, for sure. I mean, it all depends what they end up doing during the season. I mean, during, uh, during the NBA trade deadline, do they bring in another player? Do they make trades? You see, I mean, at that point, we'll have to see. But as of right now, the way I see it is I don't see them getting to back to the NBA finals with this roster. I think if they made, brought in another uh, maybe key player that can assist with uh, Chris Paul, um, I mean, uh, and be a, a third scorer, um, I think that would be, that would, de- uh, that would definitely help their chances. Yeah, definitely. So I, I don't I don't see them be getting back to the conference finals for sure. I'd say at best uh, conference semifinals, just considering kind of uh, all the other teams. And then uh, this is obviously uh, assuming that the Lakers are going to be fully healthy. Warriors are going to be back in the mix. And then uh, obviously you still have the Clippers, Nuggets, and Jazz there as well. So it's gonna, it's going to be kind of tough sledding. So yeah, let, with that, let's let's move on. Let's discuss the Clippers. Obviously. The big thing for them was uh, getting uh, Kawhi back, and it's not a, a like a one plus one type deal. So they got him back for four years, one hundred seventy six million dollars. So that's not kind of gonna kind of like be hanging over their head. So and then obviously they have uh, Ibaka picked up his player option for the second year. They brought back Reggie Jackson on a two year, twenty two million dollar deal. Uh, they re-signed Nick Batum. Obviously, you mentioned the trade uh, that they made yesterday to get Eric Bledsoe, uh, sending uh, Oturo, uh, Patrick Beverly uh, to I Memphis. I don't know who they picked up. <laughs> so, it's like a lot, but I, I, I think this is a, a risk, high-reward kind of player. Yeah, I mean, Bledsoe, uh, I mean... Uh, a Bledsoe coming off the bench, I think, will be okay. I, I, Bledsoe as like your legitimate true no, 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 point no, no, guard. Uh, 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 yeah, I like Bledsoe, but they also picked up uh, uh, Justin Winslow. Oh, Justice Winslow, they, yeah, yeah. They did. I yeah. think he's a high risk, uh, sort of high reward kind of player. Yeah, low ri- low risk, like, high reward. He lives up to his potential of coming out of college, and then he dude, he, he could be a huge deal for them. Yeah, so I mean, he can play multiple positions with this size. So it means that could be a huge steal for them if he lives up to his potential. With him, uh, if he he's got to kind of be uh, take a page out of Nicholas Batum's book from last season, he's got to kind of be a similar player to that, three and D type guy, and kind of just roaming the floor and being versatile defensively. I think that's going to be so exactly then, exactly. He can play multiple. Po- Multiple positions. He can defend multiple positions. I don't know with the Heat what happened. Maybe the system wasn't, maybe Pat Riley's system wasn't very good for him. Um, now he's, he's given uh, a second chance, another opportunity, uh, so to speak, with the Clippers. So who knows? I mean, this could be uh, Clippers are taking a risk. Yeah, I mean, be, the Clippers uh, obviously uh, showed a lot of resolve last year in the in the, com- in the playoffs. I mean, they, they went to their first ever Western Conference Finals, and obviously it was unfortunate for Kawhi to get injured uh, the way he did and against Utah. But so uh, there now that he had the the ACL surgery, he's not going to be back to earliest probably like January. 
So what do you kind of see for them as far as like their regular season goes and that's probably the starting I mean, lineup of... I think they're going to be like in the regular season they're going to be like maybe the, the fourth seed I would think uh, in the Western Conference uh, in, in the Western Conference uh, I see them dangling between like maybe the fourth and the third, fourth and like fifth seed. Okay. Um, that's what I, I think they're doing but I think when the when um, a letter comes back, I do see them as a huge boost, and then moving up. And I mean, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, now you got to wait till now you got to see what they did, what happens at the at the NBA uh, trade deadline. If they pick up somebody at that point who, who can complement these guys, and that's even better for them. I mean, I can see. I mean, I can see a whole different team. Yeah, I think uh, everyone just with Kawhi out has to step up a notch. I mean, guys like J Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Marcus Morris, everyone has to step up their game. Terrence Mann, so Zubak, so everyone has to step up that notch to kind of uh, weather the storm of Kawhi being out for six to nine months and if they're going to have a chance to be a legitimate uh, title contender in the West. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean, it's so early in the season. We all know the season's a long season. We all know a lot of things can happen before the uh, before um, the, uh, the NBA trade deadline even uh, happens next year, next February. So let's see what happens. I mean, it's, it, it, it's definitely a long season. I I do like the trades that were made with the Clippers, and I just think that uh, as they have a chance. I mean, they have a chance to get up uh, back higher in the playoffs. But I, I still think they need another score or a possible, um, you know, like third score behind Leonard and uh, and uh, and I forget the other guy's name. Um, Paul uh, George. But I think, yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm also hearing. I mean, when I look online, all that the, the, the Clippers might trade him and maybe at the deadline. Who knows? What's trade who? Happen? Paul George. Yeah, Paul George and. And get another player who fits well with Kawhi. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I just with Kawhi's injury right now, I don't see that happening. At least not this season. No, no, not right now. Oh, well, definitely not right now. I mean, in the future. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening right at this season at all. I mean, even at the trade deadline. So. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, it's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen this season, but maybe later on, it's possible. I mean, uh, I do like the draft picks that they picked up, I and mean, I think the. Uh, Keon Johnson, uh, Jason Preston, Brandon Boston, I, I think was a good pickup at number 51. So there, I mean, so, so there are players who they picked up, like young guys who can, I think can make a difference with this season. But I, I, I still think, uh, I still think they need to pick up another third score when it comes to the trade deadline, and let's see what happens from there. Yeah, I mean, the, the three main players that I'm seeing how they're going to play for the Clippers, uh, obviously being um, a Clipper fan, is Terrence Mann, Zubak, and uh, Sergi Baca. So obviously Terrence Mann, uh, a younger guy on the rise. He had that breakout 39-point game against Utah last season in the conference semifinals in Game 6 to clinch it for them. And then Zubak, uh, he's going to be the starting center, I, I believe, uh, again. And he's kind of... Uh, Still young, I think 23, 24 years old. 
and he kind of needs to step up a notch for sure and kind of be more aggressive offensively. And then Ibaka as well, he was not healthy in the playoffs last season, and I think he's their best kind of like interior defender, best uh, big man defender, and he kind of stretches the floor as well with his mid-range jumpers and stuff, and he's versatile defensively. He can defend out on the by the three, down low, rim protector. So I think he's going to be huge for them. So those would be my three most kind of interesting Clipper players to watch going into the season, With obviously with Kawhi being out and then Paul George as well being kind of the number one in, before until Kawhi comes back. So. Exactly. All righty, so let's move on then to uh, the other team in California. The Golden State Warriors. So, obviously, uh, they were kind of expected to make a trade. They haven't made any trades yet. So, we saw last them uh, lose the play-in game last season to Memphis and, and miss the playoffs. Uh, Steph Curry was healthy all season, had a very good year, MVP-type season, uh, finished uh, third in the MVP voting. Uh, Draymond Green uh Still that veteran leadership, but his offense, his shooting has, has seemed to kind of uh, uh, gone away a little bit. Not as good as it was in their, their championship runs. They brought back uh, Andre Iguodala. Uh, they have Jordan Bell again. They also signed uh, Bialica. And then, but obviously the biggest thing is they're going to get back uh, Clay Thompson, hopefully healthy. So... What do you see for Golden State? Where do you see them finishing in the Western Conference next season? I like one guy who they picked up, and I think he is that I believe he can play really good in their offense. Is Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter Jr. Okay, yeah. I mean, he can be a yeah. good three and D guy for them. Yeah, three and D guy, and I think that because you have Golden State that's the, um, a three point shooting team. Okay, and I think he can excel. With like, if you have uh, Steph Curry and you have Clay Thompson, you have uh, all these outside shooters who uh, um, can shoot the ball, and then even when he goes, uh, teams will look for them to guard them, and just that could be wide open at the time. And I think he he has a great um, he has a great um, opportunity to prove himself. I I think he he's a good player. No, I mean no doubt he has skill. But offers don't happen. I mean, that don't have. But I think he still has to prove himself. And I think it's a great opportunity for him to do that. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, for sure. I, I think, yeah, he, this is kind of a good role for him. He's not like uh, a legitimate star. He's going to be kind of a fifth best player or something like that. So, role guy. So, as long as he, he kind of just stays ready, uh, Clay, Steph, Draymond will find him for open jumpers and he's got to be able to knock him down and defend that's going to be his main role exactly I think he's what he's like um, he's 6'8 6, 6, I, mean, I, I don't know yeah I think 6'8 so. okay so he, he can be um, a rim defender he can, can get rebounds and so and so okay yeah but I, there's been some rumors for Golden State obviously with kind of some of the assets they have the young guys the draft picks Kaminga Moses Moody and then obviously James Wiseman, and then the the contract of Wiggins possibly making a trade. So, do you see them making any trades, maybe for Pascal Siakam, something like that? What do you think? I think so. I mean, if they can get Pascal Siakam, that's even more um, 
props to them. But I think he fit in their offense and defense pretty well. Um, but I think I don't think they're done. Like you mentioned before, I think they're still in the in the game for uh, for Simmons. Uh, they're still in the uh, they can make trades for Siakam. Um, there, uh, I think there are some some guys I maybe they won't keep. Like um, like, like as you mentioned, I mean we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. But I, I I think the window's still open, even though most of the free agents have uh, have died out in the pool. I mean just top nating, but there's still several of them still available. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of several, but most of the, yeah, the bigger names are gone. But I think, yeah, this is a, a team that w- they're going to have to make a move, I think, at trade deadline. I think they have to, like I mentioned on the previous podcast, they have to kind of show some sense of urgency with uh, Curry getting older, uh, obviously Clay getting a little older, Draymond, uh, Clay with the injury history. So they have to kind of show some sense of urgency that and kind of that renewed window that they're kind of hoping might not be as long as they think it, it really is, so. No, no, I agree. Yes, I, I definitely. So I think something has to be done. I think Steve Kerr will definitely be looking at something uh, during the offseason when it comes to, like, trades and so on, so. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what they do. They're going to they're gonna be a very interesting team out west. I think, barring any injuries, that they'll be uh, one of the top four seeds, in my opinion, in the, in the Western Conference for sure. So let, let's discuss, Akshay, the Utah Jazz. Uh, they were the one seed last season in the Western Conference. Uh, obviously disappointing loss after Kawhi got injured to the Clippers in the conference semifinals after they were up 2-0. So they pretty much got the whole gang back. They re-signed Mike Conley. Uh, they still have, obviously, Donovan Mitchell, Boyan Bogdanovich, Gobert. So their team... It's pretty much set. I mean, they they got some other kind of like uh, small signings, Hassan Whiteside, Eric Pascal. So their kind of uh, window is set. So what do we see them doing kind of next season? Do we see them kind of pulling like through? What do you think? Hassan uh, Whiteside. Uh, they also picked up Rudy Gay uh, from the Spurs. So I think, uh, I mean, I, I like that signing as well. I mean, uh, the uh, Utah is definitely a well-built team. I mean, they, uh, they definitely play well together. They have a lot of chemistry uh, with Devon Mitchell, um, and you have uh, their center. I get his name, but the, 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 uh, I think they're a well-built team. I think these. Uh, I like their their agents that they picked up, uh, and they um, they were signed Mike Conley, like you mentioned. And uh, I don't know who Eric Shaw is, but they, they made a trade for him, I believe. Eric Pascal, uh, so, he was on the the Warriors last season. He was young, young uh, power forward for them. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I, I I think they made some good moves. I just think he has to come down to the same thing. Is uh, um, I just see the same thing when they're in the playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs don't, don't choke. You know, and, and I think that's what they have been doing. You know, that's what they've been going for. They sort of choking towards the end. Yeah, whether that be. Um, I don't know whether that be they or um, because they're uh, because the, maybe last year they were the favorites and they couldn't live up to that hype. Who knows? But uh, I think they, uh, I like their additions and I, I definitely like uh, what they did. I mean, I just think that um, if they learn to play better, if they learn to don't make stupid um, sort of uh, shots and all this sort of things, I think they have a chance. I mean, the, the, uh, the Jazz 
Um, jazz, there's a reason why the Jazz went to almost went to to Western Conference Finals. I mean, they're a good team. They have one of the um, greater coaches in the league. So I, I think they definitely have a chance to be up there again next season. But I think they have to play extremely well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they have to. I mean, the West with the West getting better. I mean, they have to be on top of their game. So, but let's kind of move on to some other teams. Uh, obviously, these teams didn't make much moves. But what do you think about uh, Dallas? Obviously, with Luca, they almost beat the Clippers. They lost them in seven games, but they got Jason Kidd now as the head coach. So, what do you see for it, for it, Dallas? It, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think Jason Kidd is. He's, he's definitely an upgrade, coach-wise. But I think that, uh, I don't know, I mean, they signed um, a Reggie Bullock, I believe, and then uh, they... Uh, yeah, they re-signed uh, Tim Hardaway uh, Jr., but not, nothing major, nothing... The only thing that's kind of... Exactly. The only thing that's that, kind of linked for them right now is the possible Maxi Cleaver for Laurie Markin and trade with Chicago. So. Correct, correct. I think they need to do something. Uh, when it comes to it, uh, but if they do want to keep Luka Donick, uh long term, something has to change with them. I mean, I mean, granted, I he, he well, they they, they, they did get him. Longer. He did get the extension though, five year, two hundred seven million. So yeah, yeah, two hundred seven million. But I think they need to like surround him with more pieces. You of seeing the more star level talent. If they do want, him, I mean, because obviously he's. He's definitely on a higher level than anybody else on that team. Um, and I just think that uh, they, they definitely need to make the... I mean, something has to happen. Something has to give at some point. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, Luca, you have a legitimate, like, top five guy in the NBA. I mean, already. Or, I mean, or you can... I mean, no, no, no lower than 10, for sure. However you want to kind of make the argument. Yeah, sure, sure. But... Yeah, I mean, with him, I mean, there also kind of uh, been some rumors that they're looking at uh, Goran Dragic, uh, looking to reunite him with uh, with uh, Luca. Their their the Olympic uh, their Olympic teammates. For they're both being Slovenian, so we'll see what happens with that. No, exactly. I just think they need a little more. I mean, uh, I mean. Well, Goran Dragic is a good player, but uh, I mean, I don't know what he like, sort of passes prime, um, uh, so to speak. But uh, I think, uh, I mean, I mean, they're they have possibilities. I just think they need to, uh, um, they definitely need to um, um, capitalize on from something, on some trade, maybe a trade to bring someone else in. But uh, I think this, I just don't think being having Luka like he did last year, he played awesome. But I think he needs help around him. Yeah, he definitely needs help. I mean, as we've seen in these last uh, two years when they face off the Clippers in the first round. So he's been balling out, but they've ultimately fell short because they didn't have kind of the other support around him. So, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, kind of, I mean, they're not going to make anything major. I think, I mean, other than Goran Dragic, I think he'll be a, a, a good addition if they do get him or Markkanen. But yeah, yeah, like you said, Dragic is getting a little older. But I think he'll be a good kind of like a uh, veteran guy, and he, he gets along well with Luca. So that will really help keeping Luca happy. That just for anything else, just for for that reason, you should probably get Dragic because it'll make Luca happy. Yeah. So, but kind of Very true. outside of that, I mean, 
I mean, obviously Denver's in the mix, but they didn't make any major moves. Uh, same with kind of like Portland as well, other than re-signing Norman Powell. But actually, we did forget a team in the, the, the Eastern Conference. Actually, I did. Apologies to the Miami Heat. They made a lot of moves, so oh, we should discuss like them. Right. Actually, I was thinking about that, but uh, yeah, I thought you wanted to shoot it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should discuss them. I, I apologize to the Miami Heat for that. So they obviously got one of the uh, the higher-level free agents in, in, in this offseason by doing a sign-and-trade for Kyle Lowry. Uh, they obviously gave up uh, Drogic for, in that sign-and-trade. So they brought in Kyle Lowry. They re-upped uh, Jimmy Butler to a four-year, I think, something in the ballpark of $180 million, something like that, extension. So they still have, they they did re-sign Duncan Robinson as well. Uh, Victor Oladipo is gone. So they still have Bam Adebayo as well. I mean, he's on, he got an extension last season. So they have a possible starting lineup of Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, so, what do you see for uh, Miami, excuse me, in the Eastern Conference? I mean, uh, I think they made a huge uh, amount of moves, which are which will help them definitely. I mean, they picked up PJ Tucker, as well as picked up Marquise Morris, yeah, um, Max Cross, uh, Dwayne Dedman. I mean, these are uh, guys that that can definitely help them from the bench um, for uh, for next year. I think this puts them into the elite of the Eastern Conference. But then again, I always come back to the same thing. And like the way I see it is, this is, everything looks like, everything looks good on paper. But when you see when they're actually playing, are they going to mesh together? Are they, I mean, how long does it take for, for the chemistry to build? You see what I'm saying? That, I mean, will they be able, will people be able to make sacrifices? You know, because Jimmy Butler will always want the ball in his hand. But he, he is capable of people in, in Kyle Lowry. You know, you have um, Victor Oladipo's there. I mean, are they going to pass the ball? You know what I mean? No, uh, Oladipo's gone. Oladipo's gone, so. Oh, oh, oh. Oladipo's gone? I thought they picked him up. Oh, no, no, they re-signed, they re-signed him. Sorry, I thought <laughs> I thought yeah, he was going to be gone, yeah. But they did re-sign him, yeah. Okay, good. My apologies. They still have him. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean... That's my only question. No, but yeah. Oladipo with his injury, I don't think he's going to be, uh, or be, going to be playing as much. Kind of, and considering now that they had, they put all this money into Lowry and with the extension yeah. to Jimmy Butler. So I think those are the guys they're going to ride with: Butler, uh, Lowry, Duncan Robinson, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo, of course, Tyler Hero. Uh, he had an off uh, sophomore season. Let's see how he rebounds in his third season. I mean, they're a good team, you know, uh, uh, no doubt. They have one of the best coaches. I mean, they're a good team, but I just like I said, everything looks good on paper. I mean, we'll have to see what happens during the season when they start playing. Yeah, outside of Brooklyn and Milwaukee and maybe Philly, I don't really see, I can see them kind of being maybe ahead or below any of kind of like the other teams. But I, I think, I, I think to be fair, I think they'll be somewhere between three and six in the East. Bar, of course, with the caveat, barring any major injuries. So, because they didn't really get exactly. kind of like that, that feel last season, kind of like that continuity. They always, something was always kind of going on. Butler being injured at a bio, obviously, Dragic, Oladipo, so. No, I totally agree. And then, uh, 
also have to put it is uh, uh, hopefully they're all COVID free this year. Yeah, hopefully, and that was a big problem with your your Celtics as well. I think they were they suffered the it's most. Yeah. I mean, uh, right now uh, the state of Florida is not a good place to be. Yeah, it's a cold situation there, and that's another thing you have to look at. I mean, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I'm just saying it needs something out there too. Players need to be careful about themselves. Yeah, we'll we'll see how they do, but with that being said. Uh, any other big moves you, or anything you want to discuss before you sign off for the night? No, I mean, that's about it. I mean, I mean, we, I mean besides the major teams, I didn't see any of the smaller teams making much of a difference when it comes to trade-wise. I mean, you see, like, a team like Toronto is pretty much, I think they're going to go into major rebuild now. Yeah, I mean, sure. they have the potential. I mean, we'll see what happens to Paul C. Town if they end up trading him out, which I, I believe they should because I don't think their team is good enough to uh, to really go anywhere this year. Mm-hmm. Might as well make a rebuild. You know, I mean, um, I saw, but other than that, I think uh, I think we covered pretty much everything. Yeah, I think we hit all all the kind of the major uh, teams and moves. We all, I almost missed Miami, but thank God I caught it in time and we were able to discuss it at the end. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, with that being said, Akshay, thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy uh, the upcoming NBA season when it comes around in October. But uh, now we probably won't have an NBA podcast for a while. I'll be back in about probably two weeks to discuss NFL over-unders. So we'll see you then.